Razavani for IFL TV and Association MTK Global with me, all the way from Las Vegas, Nevada, my man Badu Jack the Ripper. What's going on, Badu? What's up, my brother? How you doing? I'm good, I'm good. How are you? Great, great. Badu, before we um before we speak about anything related to boxing, um, the whole world is currently shut down. Um, we're all locked down at home at the moment. What's the situation like uh, in Vegas at the moment? Uh, it's uh, dead. I mean, Las Vegas Strip, all the casinos, everything's closed. So it's like a ghost town. When yeah, I, spoke, I spoke to Larry uh, last week, your strength and conditioning coach, and he said yeah. he would have never thought the last Vegas Strip to ever be empty. So he said yeah. he actually, some of, one of his friends told him that it is actually empty. So he didn't believe him. So he goes, I literally drove down to the strip and I couldn't believe my eyes. No lights, no glitter, no glamour. Yeah, no, I did the same thing a couple of times. Yeah, it's crazy. It's completely dead. So, I mean, for me, it's, I'm not struggling. I, I, my thoughts and prayers go out to the people that live in a small apartment. They don't, you know, they can't, they have no money, no food, can't go to work or whatever. For us, we're not struggling. We, we're blessed. So. I mean, for me, this is not hard for me. A lot of people I've spoken to who live in Vegas have said it, it hasn't impacted Vegas a lot like it has New York, Chicago, Houston, and other places. But yeah. do you think like people took the initial noise around the coronavirus seriously in the first place? Well, no, absolutely not. The people, people walking on the beach, people, you know, uh, say, oh yeah, this is just in China, whatever. Uh, yeah, they, they should have taken more serious in the beginning, but yeah, nobody knew about this either. So, you know, it's, it's the first time this happened in our lifetime, in our generation. Like, last time was, I think it was like 100 years ago. So, I mean, nobody was there for that. So, yeah, it, it's a hard situation. I know obviously your roots go back to Gambia and, and Sweden, but how your family members and friends in those parts of the world, how are they coping with the whole coronavirus? Uh, they're pretty good. Actually, in Sweden, they don't take it too serious either. I mean, they, they, haven't, they haven't done no lockdown or anything like that. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. But yeah, my mom, my family, they locked inside their house. So they quarantined, they, they're good. So thank God. We know everything's come to a standstill, but obviously we, we're in the boxing industry and it's come to a complete standstill. We don't know when it's going to resume. There's talks in the UK, maybe June, but it might be behind closed doors. But how have you kept busy and active and not just from a physical perspective, but also like from a mental perspective? Because we know you were going to fight around this time. How have you kept your mind active, uh, not knowing that there's a which date you're going to be fighting next? Yeah, so they was talking about, first Floyd told me April, then then like May, maybe even beginning of June. So that was right when Ramadan, you know, st uh, or during Ramadan or, or right, like right after. So it's going to be hard for me anyway. So I was like, oh, I can't fast. I can't really. But yeah, at least that. Now I can, I can enjoy Ramadan. But uh, yeah, I've been, I built a little small gym in my garage. So I got a heavy bag. I got I got everything I need except a uh, boxing ring. So. I saw a video where you you got scared that there was a was it you thought it was a cat because it was gonna hit you or something. Yeah, no, I, I don't know what it was. I mean, it was my speaker. I I, I just got scared. 
the, you know, I got my reflexes. But yeah, but it, it was a bat, Corona <laughs> bat. Nah, nah, I just got, I just got scared. I forgot that I put the speaker on top of the speed rack. Badu, um, I've just seen some breaking news on your Instagram page. Um, you on the pads with a new trainer and coach. Do you want to just let us know what the situation is and how this all came about? Uh, yeah, so uh, me and uh, my former trainer, Lou DeVal, we've been together since 2010 when I first came to the States. And then we had a little break. And then uh, you know, when I moved to Vegas, yeah, I brought him back in. And yeah, he decided, uh, yeah, he did a video uh, before my last fight that, uh, that he wasn't, uh, that he, he's not going to continue. He, he missed his family, he missed New York, he didn't want to go to Vegas, and, you know, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, no, I respect that. And uh, yeah, I had, we had to find a new trainer. So we tried a couple of guys and uh, Banks uh, was the best fit. Uh, I was a bit surprised as well, because before we speak about Jonathan Banks, but that particular video was before your fight with, I believe, with Pascal. Uh, and yeah. there's an interview that Lou did, but did you know Lou was going to say that? Did he speak to you beforehand, or did that catch you off guard? Uh, it caught me a little bit off, off guard, but uh, we, we, I just talked to him like uh, two hours ago. No, we, we still, we still, he's my brother for life. We've been, it's not about boxing. We, we've been through uh, stuff. Like, we was, you know, stuck in one house. They, the promoter put us in the house with no car, nothing, no food, nothing uh, back in the day. So we've been through a lot. So, no, nah, he, he's my brother. We, we're still good friends. Uh, and, you know, I wish him nothing but the best. He, he want to be more with his family in New York. So he's tired of being in Vegas. So, yeah, we, we, we're friends. We're cool. We know Jonathan Banks spent a lot of time with Emmanuel Stewart and, and learned his craft by spending a lot of time with Emmanuel Stewart. But why did you, what, what was it that you said, I want to be with Jonathan Banks? We, we, we train guys, uh, and I think that style is good for me, that crunk style. Um, so, and it, it's not just about the style, it's all about chemistry also. And, and uh, you know, Banks, is, it's, it, he's only, I think, a year older than me. So we're about the same age. He's a young guy, hungry, humble too. So, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a smart, smart trainer, and I think... Um, we're going to do good together. Badu, you're not getting young, even though you might look young from the face. You know, you're, you're not far from 40. What, 36 now? 36, then we'll be 37 in October. The 37 this year. Do fighters always learn? Or does it get to a stage where, you know what, you, you've been in the industry so long, you can't get more experience. You've kind of been through it all. Can you still learn? Can you still get better? Definitely, definitely. I mean, the... I only worked with Banks for a couple of, for like a two weeks or something, you know, back and forth because of uh, this Corona thing. But yeah, I learned a lot from him too. So yeah, you're never too good, never too old to learn new tricks. So, I mean, everybody's different too. Some people, they peak when they're, uh, you know, in their, early, in, the, in their 20s. And, you know, I won my title the first time when I was 31, 32, uh, yeah, something like that. So, I mean, I'm a slow, I'm a slow starter. I'm, I'm not a slow starter anymore. I'm a, I'm a, um, I started late. So, yeah, I think uh, I still feel fresh. I, my, all my runnings, all my uh, 
uh, my heart rate, all that stuff is better now than it was when I was in my 20s. So, you know, I, I feel great and uh, I can't wait to get back in there after this whole thing is over. In terms of setup, would Jonathan come to Vegas to train? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we was already kind of started, uh, at least pre-camp, uh, was it like, like a month ago, I think, yeah. And um, yeah, he trains uh, uh, Triple G as well. So, so yeah, we, we train, yeah, not together, but, you know, both in Vegas and we have the same nutritionist uh, and all that. So, yeah, we uh, kind of got the same team with everybody. So, yeah. Is it good having so, someone like Sorry. Um, sorry, go ahead. I cut you off. No, no, no. So, so I just can't wait to, to get back in there. So we send him home, you know, so, so he can be with his family and, and, you know, we're locked in the house this, that day. In terms of having Triple G as well with Jonathan Banks, I know Triple G has fought 160, 168 sometimes, but uh, potential sparring with him as well? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a possibility, you know. He, he's a little bit smaller than me, but definitely he, he, he can crack, and, and uh, I think that would be good race sparring. I mean, sometimes you need to spar smaller guys for speed, bigger guys for strength, and, you know, your own weight class. So, yeah, I, I like to mix it up. do you've been in the industry a long time, um, headline many fights, being on many big shows, become multi-weight world champions, um, earn good money, um, established your name. What's left in you now you know i spoke to larry, larry said he feels like you got another four years if you wanted um which takes you to 40 but what now can you show the public what's left with badu jack you have to wait and see my next fight so this is my new chapter so we'll see what happens but i feel great uh when i don't feel great uh yeah i'm gonna hang it up but right now i feel great and you know i still got a lot left to give to the sport and yeah, I can't. I can't wait. Like I said, I I want. I wanted to fight. Like uh, when was my last fight in December? End of December. I wanted to fight in January if I could. So yeah, I haven't been really super active either. So I, it's not a lot of wear and tear. Even though I've been in some tough, uh, you know, fights, tough guys, but uh, I feel I feel sharp. I feel great. So I have no problem. Is it world titles? Is it big names, big fights? Is it make more money you know we know fighters have a very short career some yeah. 30 some go late 30s but then after that there's nothing else for fighters to do you know your earning capacity really finishes unless you have other businesses and ventures so for you is that maximizing on earnings the big fights becoming another world champion what's in your heart i mean of course number one thing is uh, the earning of course because I mean, this you risk your life every time you step in the ring. This is for my family, you know, to have a, you know, secure their their life too. So, of course that, but also of course my legacy and and my love for the sport also. So, it's a little bit of everything. Badu, obviously, IFL is mostly presented here in the UK. We're based in the UK. We do obviously come to the states a lot. Um, you've been to the UK a few times. Um, you've seen what the fans are like. Any yeah. desires to ever come on this side of the world? Yeah, definitely. I, I would love to, to find it. I got a feeling you'll probably end up more in Dubai before you end up in the UK. <laughs> yeah. no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't really know if they got any uh, top names that uh, 
a light heavyweight from the UK right now. So it's going to be hard to get, find a great, good opponent unless some of the guys, super middleweights, I don't know, one of them step up to light heavyweight or something. But uh, we'll see. But we obviously know um, you have your own charity, the Badu Jack Foundation. Um, yeah. I know you've presented with many awards by WBC and others as well for your work. Um, how is the Badu Jack Foundation uh, and what is it currently doing at the moment with this whole coronavirus? Uh, right now we're in the meetings. Actually, I'm gonna, I was going to jump on a call right now after, after this interview uh, with, with my whole team about the foundation. So, yeah, we do, we do some work still in the, in the Syrian and Palestinian refugee camps and also uh, in Gambia. So we teamed up with uh, uh, the SPOT project, the guy from the UK also, Abu Bakr. So he got a, he doing the great things with some orphans in, uh, in, in Gambia. And I was just there uh, in January, February, whatever. And uh, yeah, visit that place. So yeah, we're gonna team up with them. We're gonna do some great things. But for, for those people who may wanna donate something or put a standing order together, where can they go? What, is there a website, a link? Yeah, the uh, badajackfoundation.org. And uh, we also got a jointeamjack.com or .org, one of them. Uh, so it's the same website, but it's different. So we're working on a new website also, but they can go on it right now and, and check it out. And if they want to donate or you know support the refugee kids, whatever they want to do, can read about us. But I saw a uh, video today, actually, uh, that you retweeted uh, or you commented. Uh, it was the WBC president, Marisa Suleiman, talking to Mike Tyson, oh, yeah. talking about Badu Jack. Um, Mike Tyson, obviously, one of, without a doubt, one of the greatest heavyweights ever. Um, yeah. But is it nice to hear such good words from those kind of individuals? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, everybody loved Mike Tyson when they were kids. I mean, still. So, yeah, he's, him and Roy Jones were probably my favorite fighters back before I started boxing, even when I, when I started. So yeah, I always loved Mike and uh, yeah, he walked me out uh, to my first showbox fight, actually walked me to the ring. Mm. And uh, yeah, every time we see me here in Vegas, he's always cool to me. So yeah, we like him. <laughs> uh, Badu, just a couple of questions regarding just the general ind industry. Um, I saw a post about a week ago from Floyd Mayweather um, where he was in the gym coaching somebody and he said, yeah that not all great fighters make great coaches, not all great coaches make great fighters. Yeah. I will be a great coach. Does he have it <clears throat> to be a great coach like he was a great fighter? I mean, uh, definitely he got the, all the experience, he got all the knowledge in boxing. So it, it's just up to him to see how dedicated he can be, if he can be as dedicated as he was as a fighter, as a trainer. Oh, he's going to be one of the best trainers of all time. Uh, this is the first time I saw him actually hold mitts, and I, I kind of, I like that style more than all the the pity, pity pad thing when people just uh, they throw more punches than the actual the actual fighters. I don't like that, but he did kind of like Banks and 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 Lou Deval, kind of like that. I, I I like the way Floyd held mitts. Is it is it hard or challenging? For someone like Floyd, who has earned all the money that he has, been so successful in the ring, to have the same level of dedication as a trainer. I mean, if if you think about money, which Floyd is the money guy, 
So maybe he he's not going to earn as much being a trainer as a fighter, of course. But, uh, I mean, you never know. Anything's possible. But, uh, you know, I think he, he's going to be a great trainer. Some some great uh, boxers don't become great trainers because they're all about their ego and stuff. But, I mean, if Floyd is dedicated like he is, like I said, uh, like he was for his own career, uh, I, I think he's going to be a great trainer. Mm. And by the way, I know you were at the Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury, you had the fight, right? Yeah. In February. And obviously, here in the UK, Eddie Hearn wants, probably the UK fans want Deontay Wilder to step aside, Pula to step aside, so we can see this huge clash between Fury and Joshua. Um, when you go back and look at Wilder's performance, he recently made a comment this week where he said, Tyson Fury isn't a world champion. We have a third fight. And a, f a few people I've spoke to, and they say that he should just kind of just stay, not say a lot, just focus on training, focus on making himself better and getting ready for the third match. But what do you make of the whole mental state when you lose a fight? How do you come over adversity? You just gotta, you just gotta stay humble and 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 learn from what happened in, in the in the in that fight. Like for example. Uh, don't be delusional. Don't like think, oh, this guy. Don't try to look for excuses. Just try to try to become better at whatever. Oh, okay, my defense was not good. All right, let's work more on defense. Or let's work more on my range. Or whatever, whatever problem he had, or or whoever's you know losing the fight, whatever. So you gotta just work on your mistakes and try to do better next time. I know you've spoken to Tyson a couple of times. I know you know Anthony Joshua as well. Yeah. Uh, Who's the best heavyweight on the planet? Uh, I don't know. Until they fight, I don't know. But uh, I mean, Tyson Fury beat uh, you know both Klitschko and like the two guys, toughest guys of their era, or, or I don't know. So he, the way he beat um, Wilder in the last fight, yeah, that was I was really impressed. But um, if they fight, I like Joshua as well. But if they fight. I don't think Tyson Fury is going to be able to bully Joshua like he did um, Wilder because of Joshua's physical strength. So it's going to stars make fights. So you never know. And it looks like Joshua has it easier against you know taller you know boxers like like uh, you know Klitschko and, and those guys rather than the small guys like Ruiz. So I don't know. Stars make fights, but. Uh, as far as just playing skills, Tyson Fury, and, and he's very mentally strong too. But uh, Joshua is, uh, is a great fighter too. So both of them, uh, that's going to be a good fight. I would love to see that. But when you're a fighter, do, does, you know, like when you have trash talk, press conferences and weigh-in, you know when you talk to fighters and they say things to you, does that like stay in your head? Do you think about that? Because we know Fury is an expert at mind games. And in the second yeah. fight with Wilder, there wasn't, I think there was two press conferences. There wasn't really a tour to build it. Um, but do you think, is it hard when someone does that to you to get that out of your head and prepare and be focused on fight night? I mean, it, it depends what kind of person you are. If you, if, like for me, for example, I don't have, they, they can't get under my skin. Really. So for me, I'm, 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 I'm confident. I believe in myself. So I, that won't affect me. It's just going to motivate me more. But yeah. Um, Tyson Fury is, a, is an expert 
he's the, probably the best in the business getting into your head. And but Joshua seemed like he's cool, calm, and collected. He's he's very smart too. So I don't know. Badu, <laughs> just finally, have you got any um, final few words for boxing fans, the boxing community, and just generally fans out there who might be struggling at the moment through viruses, through financial losses, through loss of job, jobs, etc. Have you got just a final message for them? I mean, I think this is just uh, this is a sad situation, but this is a test from Allah, and uh, hopefully this will be over soon and they can find the vaccines so everybody can be immune to this. Or I don't know. Just stay focused and, you know, better things going to come soon. So just keep training, keep... Uh, Staying positive, stay hydrated, drink a lot of water, boost your immune system, and and uh, just uh, be positive. Badu, uh, thank you so much for your time uh, this Saturday evening here in the UK. I know it's nice and afternoon there, but it's nearly 8.30 p.m. here. Um, it's raining outside, so it's not that nice, but yeah. We wish you, uh, your family, and everybody uh, health and safety. Uh, and we look forward to hopefully your announcement soon on your on your next fight, whoever that may be. Yeah. Badu Zach for IFL TV, thank you very much. All right, brother.